Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. Now, why do you think Jesus is a Savior? He's not a Savior because you're a great chap, or you can, you can do it, you know, you're good enough. No. And it squishes our self-esteem all the way to the bottom to realize that I'm not good enough, I'm not bright enough, I'm fallen, I'm broken, and I need someone to rescue me. And that's what salvation is, and that's the first step to salvation. It's A, admit you're a sinner. Who wants to do that? My wife and I are reading a book called, I think it's Unveiled. It's about a Muslim woman who, who got saved, and she said the hardest thing was is to tell my mom. You know, she's, she's talking to her mom, and her mom's asking questions. Her mom was healed. You know, she prayed for her, and the Lord healed her. They're in Pakistan, so it was like ultra dangerous to be a Muslim there. Her mom's already beaten her several times because when she found out she was a Christian. But, but she's like, you know, her mom had been healed. She prayed for her brother. Her brother was healed. Her mom saw it. She couldn't deny it that Jesus healed them. But to admit that she was a sinner, oh, you can't admit you're a sinner. There's no way you can't admit that. And it's like that's anathema in Islam. You can't admit that you're a sinner. You can't admit you've done anything wrong. And and yet that's what she had to do. And what a difficult step that was for her. But you, what a difficult step that is for anybody. You know, we think of ourselves, and I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of myself, and I'm, you know. I'm not a, I've got a, I have a good self-esteem. I'm not going to say I'm a sinner. I'm a worthless, you know, offensive to God, you know, or something like that. But that's the first step. To admit I'm a sinner. And then the second is to believe that Jesus died for my sins. And that's, that's, that brings us even more humbling because now I couldn't do it, so somebody had to do it for me. Jesus had to die so that I could be forgiven because if he didn't die, then I wouldn't be forgiven. And some people just don't want that. But then we also know that Jesus died, and because he had no sin, grave could, the grave couldn't hold him, and he broke the grave, he broke death, and he rose the third day. And anybody who puts their trust in him, the Bible would tell us, would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. That's why it's good news. We talk about this a lot, but I think it's kind of worth repeating. The fact is that there's a lot of good newses out there, but how many of them really are good news? You know, I mean, is it good news that you, you know, if you do this, you know, whole bunch of work and, you know, live this monastic lifestyle and, and live that straight and narrow life, it, it, and then you can maybe make it to God if you're good enough? Is that good news? No, especially when we know ourselves and we know that we're, we're sinners. It's not good news. And yet, is it good news that Jesus came and paid it all for you and he loves you so much that he just wants to take you home with him? Is that good news? Yeah, that's good news. He did it all. And, and that's the only good news. 
Every other religion has bad news. You know, even the ones who have a, you know, kind of a grace type of, the, you know, like the, the whole Buddhist thing, you know, if you just meditate on Amitabha Buddha, you know, and you meditate on Amitabha, if you say his, if you proclaim his name, then Amitabha Buddha can get you into enlightenment without having to go through all the eight steps or whatever. Seems like grace. It kind of seems like, but there's no relationship. There's no relationship with God. There's no, it's just the, the freedom from suffering. That's all it is. There's no God. There's no eternal life. It's just nothingness. You know, if you can meditate on Amitama Buddha. Not very exciting. But Jesus is the one who came and died for us because he loves us. He loves us and he paid for us with his own blood. And then the third step is to confess that Jesus rescued you. And, and tell everyone else that you owed your life to him because he, he did everything for you and there's nothing you could have done to save yourself, but Jesus did it all. That's also humbling. To admit that I can't do it, that Jesus did it, and, and I, I'm, I have to go out and tell everybody, I couldn't do it. I failed. So Jesus did it for me. And you should, you should realize you're a failure too. <laughs> but we already know that we're a failure. We already know that we can't do it. So there's nothing self-glorifying in any of that. It takes humility. Yet, even with that, even that that's what the church is, and if you haven't figured that out yet, hopefully this is an eye-opener to you. This isn't about how good you are, how hard you're trying. This is about you needing to be rescued and you re- recognizing that. And, and crying out to Jesus for help, and then he saves you. And then you, living a life of complete trust in him that he did it all. And that, that's the narrow way. That's the straight gate. And yet still there are fakes within the kingdom of God telling you that you have to behave in order to earn God's favor. You have to do this or you have to do that or you have to be this type of a person and if you're not, God's going to strike you down and God must be super disappointed in you. No, it's it's the faith. It's our faith that makes him well-pleasing with us. It's our, I trust you for everything, Jesus. That's what makes us pleasing before the Lord. The straight and narrow is Jesus himself. Jesus is the door. He is the gate. And he's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Weary and heavy with what? Trying to live the straight and narrow. <laughs> you know, we're beating ourselves up. You know, God must be disappointed to me today. You know, I used to have a grandmother. She'd always say that. Well, God must be mad at me. I didn't go to church today. You know, it's like, wow, really? Is that the relationship you have? With God? No. Jesus loves you. He paid for your, your way. Put your trust completely in him. And then he will change who you are. The, the, the behavior follows our relationship and our love for him. And then he changes us from the inside out. Verse, verse 25, it says, when, when the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, you, you will begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us, and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. We, we only have this life to enter the door. And we know that there's a day when that door is going to be shut. You want to be on the right side of the door when that door is shut, don't you? You don't want to be on the outside of the door. You want to be on the inside of the door. And how do you get on the inside of the door? Trust in Jesus. That's the only way. Because there is going to be a day when that door is shut, and that's the day you die, or that's the day when Jesus comes back to judge the whole world at, at, the, at the judgment of the sheep and the goats. There's going to be a day when you will, that door will be shut, and you will no longer have an opportunity to 
open that door again. I had to get my throat scoped the other day, you know, this cough thing that I have. And so I, we've done everything. We've talked about everything. And I was like, you know, I've never had a throat scope. The doctor's like, oh, you haven't. Well, you, that's shit. I should have done that a long time ago. So anyway, I go in to get my, my throat scoped. This, I think it was last Monday. And I'm in the waiting room, you know, like the prep room and everything. They're getting ready to give me my IV. And she's going through my medications. And she's like, did you take this medication? I was like, yeah, I took it two days ago. Oh, well, hang on. So she goes and talks to some people, and they're talking, and then, you know, and she's like, I don't know. I, the, you know, the anesthesiologist has to do some research. I'm like, okay. She's like, we're going to be waiting a little while. And I said, okay. I was there early anyway, so. It's like, okay. And then the doctor comes. He's like, you ready to do this? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, good. And I was like, well, is there a problem? He's like, ah, nah. Such a small risk. Such a small risk. I was like, okay, all right. You know, he's, I was like, how big a risk? Like, it's, it's, it's hardly worth mentioning there is a risk because, you, you know, usually this medication should be stopped two weeks ago, but, you know, probably no risk. No risk, I don't think. Then the anesthesiologist comes in, and on his face is a different story. Oh, well, a young person died. You know, I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, and so he's like, you know, it, it, the only thing is, is if, if you were to somehow code and your blood pressure were to drop, we might not be able to bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, just that, okay. And he's like, but we've done five, you know, procedures like this where people have been under this type of anesthesia this morning and nobody's coded. And he says, like, it's very rare that anybody ever does. And I was like, okay. And I was like, and so I'm, I, I'm like, whatever, let's go for it. And by the, by the, and the lady was giving me the IV by then and I was starting to pass out because <laughs> so it hurt so bad. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. And, and so I'm just like, okay, whatever. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going through the operating room doors and I'm looking up. I'm like, is this the last thing I'm ever going to see on this earth? You know, is this the door <laughs> that's shutting behind me? You know, I mean, you have those thoughts, right? Because you just don't know. You don't know the day or the hour or the moment that you're going to die. And the door shuts on that day, and then there's no opening it, at least not for most people. I mean, you, sure, there's Lazarus, and there's a few other people who got ba brought back from the dead, which they probably weren't too happy about, but they did, and they had to go another round. But it tells us this in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And it won't matter their excuses on that day. You know, they died and they're like, wait a minute, you know, wait, I didn't know. Or I, I, I didn't have an opportunity. That, that, there's not going to be any excuses like that. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.